Hey guys, I'm Olivia. And I'm Eddie. And this is The Disclosure. Bringing you all things name, image, and likeness. And college sports. All right, what's up guys? Very special episode of the podcast. One, because it's my first solo episode. I can't wait to not be shackled by the overarching amazingness that Olivia Nuss, you know, provides all the time. Just makes me look bad. Olivia is not with us this episode. Wow, that sounds like she died. But she's, she's just not she's just not recording with us today. We do miss her. But today, the other reason why this is special is because we have our first student athlete on the podcast, Chelsea. R- I'm going to say it wrong. You put me on the spot. Can you say it for me? Radisha. Chelsea Radisha, goalkeeper from Idaho State University. Go ahead. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about yourself. Um. So I am just, I guess, a regular student athlete. I grew up in uh, Southern California up until I was 17 and then moved to Idaho. And that's really when all like the recruiting process started happening for me. And I ended up in Ocotello, Idaho. And now I am about to enter my senior year, which is absolutely crazy. Senior year. What are you most excited for for your senior year? Um, I am sorry. Could she give me my dog? Uh, I'm just excited for really a lot of my classes because I just switched my major last year uh, from exercise science to sport management, and I'm excited for all my classes. And I'm excited to see um, basically just how our season goes. We just got a new coaching staff, and I really love our new coaches by far some of the best coaches I've ever had. And um, I think our program is just on the up right now. And I'm just really excited to see where this team goes and how far we can go in our England. So obviously this is an NIL podcast, so I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a big one just right off the bat. Do you think so far NIL has ruined your locker room dynamic? Um, I, I don't think so. Um, I think since it's pretty new to most of our squad, um, there hasn't been much of a change. I think the only thing that I would say has changed is like the amount of filming that's gone on in our locker room. So like I love interviewing my teammates. I got this little microphone set. And so pregame, game days, I love going in and just asking my teammates random questions just to kind of post to my TikTok and um one of my teammates, she actually posted a TikTok. I don't know if you know the sound, but it's like, it's seven in the morning. The little Yachty sound? Yes, it's seven in the morning. And so she recorded all of us. And so, you know, it's 630 in the morning. We're all dead, pre-practice. And we all look like we want to go back to sleep. And she actually blew up a little bit off of that video. Um, and so her and I, I think, just love filming in the locker room. But I don't think it's gotten worse. I think, if anything, it's gotten better. It's taught us more about each other and so i think that's one really cool thing that i enjoyed about it so all you college athletics do miss that are like nil's destroying college sports i hope you heard that you're probably going to tune that out but i hope you heard that (laughs) so how has nil impacted you personally um i would say it's impacted me some i wouldn't say it's been a big change for me um i've gotten Probably like a good handful of deals, nothing too crazy, just kind of average Joe um, stuff and deals. But um, I think for the most part, like I 
don't go out of my way and say, oh, I got like this NIL deal and I'm making this much money because honestly, it's really nothing to brag about at this point. Um, I just think that um, I've stayed the same and I don't think there's a reason for me to change with NIL deals, especially since I'm not making five, six, seven figures like some of these other big time athletes are. So what you're telling me is that not every single student athlete's making a million dollars. That's exactly what I'm telling you. I may be maybe making a hundred to two hundred dollars out of every NIL deal I've ever had. Are you sure? Because I heard on Twitter, you know, where all the information is valid that every student athlete's making like a million dollars and we should just, you know, they're pro athletes now. Well, I mean, you know, Twitter's just always right and Yeah, you know, always. I, I go to a school with 13,000 kids and I'm this now some hot shot professional athlete and I have my own house and I live by myself in a nice condo in Pocatello, Idaho. NWSL, watch out. I know. So breaking that down a little bit though, you do go to a smaller enrollment school, you know, that just comes with less resources, less stuff. That's just how it goes. How do you feel? Do you feel as if, let me word this correctly. Do you feel as if you now with NIL wish you went to a bigger school or is that not a factor you would have factored in? Um, I definitely don't think it would have played a major role in my decision on where I went because all of the offers I had, had were for smaller schools. Um, I think that this was probably like my second biggest school offer the other one maybe had just a few thousand more kids, but um, I definitely, I would like to think it wouldn't affect my decision on where to go because as an athlete, you want to pick a school that's going to fit you in the long run rather than what's going to make you money. And I think that's where a lot of kids now are focusing on what school is going to make me the most money rather than what's going to get me a good education. Where am I, where am I going to get the best and most playing time and like culture that fits me wow that was that was amazing we're gonna clip that and put that on tiktok <laughs> that was a quote you're wise beyond your years um thank you so being so i i just really want to break this down because the reason i really wanted you on is because i feel like you represent like i told you this before the show started you represent like a real student athlete like you know you'll see the you know the alabamas and the uscs and the the big collectors of the world those are the ones that make headlines but NIL, I feel like, is really helping people like you who, you know, aren't going to go and make six-figure deals who, I don't want to rule this out for you yet, you never know, but aren't going to go pro, you know, like, are going to go join the world and change the world using their, you know, stuff they learn from athletics, like, you know, what college athletics typically is about, you know, because only a small amount actually go pro. And um, I, you represent, like, that demographic, so I think that hearing the way you speak about it will be such an eye-opening experience for just all parties just people that don't I, I know a lot of people with NIL work as third parties and maybe don't work with student athletes directly and a lot of people just haven't heard the student athlete point of view that aren't the huge student athletes talking about like yeah I got a Lambo yesterday yeah why see stuff like that I'm like there's just there's no way that's possible because I'm over here using like you said those third-party NIL deal types of people um like off of instagram and tiktok and stuff like that and you know it gives me like little deals like soda companies and 
like little healthcare things. And I'm like, you just got a Lambo for free because you play basketball? What? That's one thing that just boggles my mind. I'm pretty sure Lambo was a football deal. You know, something like that. I don't know. But <laughs> someone got a Lambo and they're in college. So. I'm sure more than one person has gotten a Lambo. If I got a Lambo, I would not know how to act. I wouldn't know how to drive it. I don't know how to drive stick. <laughs> well, that too. It would sit in the driveway. <laughs> it's just a show car at that point. I would just take some Instagram pics and sell it, I guess, because it wouldn't move. Pretty much. The transmission would fall out. I would break the shift. <laughs> so, you know, we said you're a smaller school. We said, you know, you're not doing all this extra stuff. But I really want to hit on two other things. One, you being a female athlete specifically, because we've seen that NIL has been pretty, I don't want to say even, but we've seen like female athletes are definitely able to hold their own and get their own deals. We've seen like, you know, women, but I've mainly, you've mainly seen with uh, women's basketball and on the right side of the graph, you know, gymnastics. And then, you know, the rest of them fall in the middle. We, you know, you have your soccer stars. But how do you feel as a, fe- like speaking as purely a female student athlete, how do you feel NIL is going as far as like the equity and the amount of deals and just your own personal opinion? Um, I think with NIL, it, for the most part, seems pretty even. I feel like with women, sometimes it could be more of the, like, you're putting yourself out there, whereas the guys, it's more talent related. So I definitely do think there can be a divide in that sense. But for the most part, I do feel like it's fairly equal in opportunity and like brands that are willing to support um, men and women. So I feel like it can be, but there are some differences at the same time. So, you playing soccer, do you feel like when companies are reaching out on these marketplaces, I feel like there's 7 million marketplaces now at this point. Yeah. They're looking for, do you feel like they're looking for people per sport, or do you think like you playing soccer is not a hindrance, you know, to you getting an IL deals? I don't think soccer's really played a role in NIL deals for me. Um... I think for me, NIL is coming more of like off of TikTok. And I got a lot of my TikTok following um, like from COVID when those COVID meals and like their reviews were really big. And so that's where I got a lot of mine. And so mine, I like to think is more like a personality thing off of my TikTok. And it's not based off of my sport. I don't post about my sport a whole lot on TikTok or Instagram. Um, But I don't know. I don't think soccer has gotten me deals but i also don't think it stopped me from getting deals at the same time also i just want to pause and say that her her the tiktok she's referencing we'll leave a link in the podcast like description y'all can watch them but she got actually you talk about it they're your deal they're your tiktoks um like the covid stuff or yeah like the the mill reviews oh my gosh so i (laughs) i got contact traced three times my freshman year within one semester and so obviously living in the dorms um they had to bring you food because you weren't allowed to leave and so they brought these in the brought the meals in these little pink like donut box things and they gave you three meals they gave you breakfast lunch and dinner and some snacks and some like dessert type things and so i would it's when TikTok finally came out with like their minute long videos. And I just decided to review them. And I think I did maybe like 12 days because at the time it was two weeks of quarantine. 
And so I think I started on day 12, went all the way to day zero until I got out. And then lo and behold, like maybe three weeks later, I got contact, contact traced again with my roommate who I honestly wasn't even in contact with, which was crazy. Um, and so I was in quarantine for another two weeks and they blew up. And I think collectively along all of those videos, I think I have over like four or five million views, like adding all of them up together, if not more. So were you like in, in, you know, in the, were you in a hotel? No. So at, um, Idaho state, there are different types of dorms. So we have your traditional, um, two bed dorm, um, sharing a room with somebody else. They also have individual rooms that is in the building called Turner, where you have like, um, like our student cast, we have that. And then um, the student athlete study hall. And it's basically just basic housing for freshmen. And then across the main road on campus, there is a building called South, which is kind of the same uh, two-person, two-bedroom sharing living space. And then there's a building called Rendezvous, which is a giant building that is split half bed or like half building type apartments um, or apartment style dorms and then classrooms on one side. So it's kind of crazy. Um, so the apartment style dorms is um, either three or four people to an apartment. Um, you share a common area, but you get your own room, which was really awesome. And it had like a kitchenette in there. Um, so I actually had moved apartments um, on Halloween of my freshman year because I hated my roommates. They were awful. Besides one of them, her and I moved out together with two other girls that we knew. And so we moved into this apartment, all of us together. And it was honestly the best type of living situation after I'd moved because I loved my roommates. I have three of them. So there's four of us all together. So it was great. A great freshman experience because I really didn't want that like living in the same room with someone else because I thought that would be weird. So I was just really happy I got the apartment style dorms and they're mostly catered for student athletes coming in freshman year, honor students and transfers in that one building. So y'all were just all in there just quarantined? Yeah. So, I mean, since we were all contact traced, we were like, well, we can come out of our rooms. I stayed in my room for the most part because I had tested negative for COVID and they tested positive. So I stayed in my room for the most part, but... When we all tested negative, we would all just like come out and spend the rest of our quarantine together, which was kind of cool. We got into watching The Bachelorette and made like a mini chart. And that was like one of the best bonding things with my roommates my freshman year is like COVID. And it was crazy. But, you know, making something out of nothing, you know, I I feel like so many odd yet so wholesome events happened like that during COVID because we were all just kind of forced to be around who we were around. Exactly. And it was funny. So... We had windows in our rooms and I could open up my window and the floor above me, like right above me, I could see them. And it was actually my teammates in the apartment above us. And so I opened my window and I would chat with them through the window when I was in quarantine. And we would just sit in the window and talk for like an hour each day. And I was like, well, there's my interaction. And so it's like, it's still face to face. It's not just over a phone, but, you know, keeping our distance and making sure like everyone's staying safe. It was a really fun experience, even though I was in quarantine three times. So that's like a month and a half just in and of itself. 
So as much as I love talking about the coronavirus that shocked the entire world and is still shocking the world, something I wanted to hit on that a lot of people do not think about when it comes to you guys, student athletes, is the fact that y'all don't, I think, okay, so I think, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I think people think the schedule of a student athlete is this. Okay, so you ready? 6 a.m., sleep. 7 a.m., sleep. 8 a.m., sleep. 9 a.m., wake up. Go to one class. 11 a.m., lunch. Or 11, yeah, 11 a.m., lunch. Noon, go to practice until 3. Uh, 4 to 5, I think I skipped an hour anyway. 4 to 5, film. And then you're done for the day. Is that is that how your schedule goes? Not at all. No? Really? No, you want to run down of you want to run down of my schedule? That's so surprising because that's what Twitter said y'all's schedule was like. Crazy. Please correct me. So wake up around six o'clock, um, five thirty if I want to eat breakfast. Um, get dressed for practice, leave my house around six twenty, get to the field house around six thirty, which is about fifteen, twenty minutes before practice, and that's not even including treatment if you have to go to treatment. Practice from 7 to 8.30, and then I would have class from 9 to about 1, with maybe a break or two in between so I can get lunch. And then at 2 o'clock, we would have lift from 2 to 30, and then about 4 to 5 would be like my little downtime time to eat dinner. And then from about 6 to 9 would be my study hall and studying time and then go to bed if all my work and studying is done by at least 11. So the reason I wanted you to lay that out is because you have that. You have school, you have practice, and, you know, everyone has, like, other things, have hobbies, have family obligations, etc. But you have to find time throughout your day to... You know, either market yourself for NIL deals, go on the marketplace and look for them, you know, make yourself look like the best fit or either execute deals, you know, you know, deliver on your deliverables, which takes up time in your day. And it's not like you're getting you're not like you're telling your coach like, hey, I got to do this NIL deal. Like I won't be at practice today or I won't go on a lift, you know, like I don't think people realize that it's not just like, hey, this money's being funneled into your direct deposit. Like, no, like you have to go and execute on something. And it takes up time and you already have such a limited amount of time. And I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the word I would use when describing student athlete schedule is just overwhelmed because I look at them every day and there's a lot of times where they sometimes don't even get a break. I mean, obviously, I feel like most institutions go out of their way. I would hope all institutions go out of their way to make sure that their kids are fed and happy and, you know, like as happy as you can be when you're waking up at 5 a.m. practice. But all that to say executing an IL deal still requires you to find time to do it. And it's not just this, you know, free money that you're getting. Yeah. And, and as a student athlete, you can't just tell your coach, Hey, I'm missing practice because I'm going to go film a TikTok. They, that's just not acceptable in the slightest. And you might get punished for that. And like, why I don't think anybody in their right mind as a student athlete would miss a practice for an NIL deal because I know I personally would not do that and that's just all against my morals in a sense and values like um I came to school for an education and to play soccer and if I get an NIL deal I get an NIL deal it's not something I'm like willing to give up my sport or class for which I think is a very big misconception like 
oh, you can go do it whenever you want. Like, you have all this time in the world. And we don't have all the time in the world. We are busy from five o'clock in the morning until we go to bed and trying to find free time just for ourselves to sit down for a minute and just kind of relax our brain is still a challenge, let alone trying to find an NIL deal. So talking about, so obviously a big part of NIL is social media. Obviously social media is the highest volume of deals we've seen so far just as an industry. And a part of that is not just, you know, posting once you have the deal it's posting to get not to get the deal but you know content creation just to keep up your social media and your digital footprint Mm -hmm. so that also takes time like when you're in your locker room recording while it might just seem like you're having fun like there are other things you could be doing there's always other things you could be doing you just happen to enjoy tiktok and you know like it's a good you know outlet however you see tiktok but yeah, these things also take time and resources and time for everyone is most your most valuable resource. But for you specifically, it is at a premium because you have a lot of non-negotiables with your time. Like you have a lot of things you just can't skip. Yeah. And like skipping class, not an option. Class checks, um, very much a thing. I mean, especially with other sports like football and basketball, they're the sports that do the most class checks. I feel like with our new coach, in our team we're very much like we're going to be in class we're going to be in the front of the classroom like we're here to get our education and we want to be the best in the classroom possible and so i think that's where like our coach trusts us that we're going to be in class but there are those other sports that are more likely to skip class and i think that's just a given there are some days where like you just cannot be bothered with going to class especially after a two three hour practice or a very hard lift like there are some days where like i don't know if i can go to class because i'm not going to get the most out of it but like we're there to get an education and classes are important and we do enjoy our classes for the most part and it's like people think athletes are just here for the sport and there are some athletes who are there just for the sport and don't give two f's about the classroom but there are those who care and that are going to show up and do the best they can and i think people just kind of forget that we're students before athletes. What is your major, by the way? I should have asked this beforehand. Uh, sport management with a minor in visual media. That's half of my major. Look at us. <laughs> I don't have the visual media part. I got business minor. Okay. That's when most uh, most of the people I know that are in sport management, they have either a business or a finance minor. What do you want to do with that? Obviously, you probably want to work in sports, I'm assuming. Yes. So I want to work on like media sides. Like I I want to work in the NFL. Like that's always been a dream of mine. So at first it was being an athletic trainer in the NFL. Now it's more like content creation for NFL teams, being like social media director or something like that. I think that would be very fitting for me. So how do you feel? And I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. I feel like the most important thing that student athletes get from nil is not the actual money i know that's crazy to say but it's not the actual money just because of the disproportionate rates that people get paid you know some people are getting 50 some people are getting fifty thousand. i don't think it's the money i think it's the actual experience of executing business deals and going through contracts and actually going through the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial process because i think someone like you who wants to work in you know what you do the field you just said that is doing content creation and is you know executing deals and learning how to write 
not right, but read contracts. You're going to have such a leg up on the average person that is, you know, just breaking into that field after they graduate and they haven't done anything because you can say, I've been on the content creation side. I've been on like the athlete side. Like I know what this looks like from both sides. Obviously you haven't been on the professional sports side yet, but you know, you'll learn. And I just think that experience is like the best part of NIL and it's so valuable and you can literally only get it. I mean, technically anyone can do a deal, but you know, at the rate that you're going to get it, you can only get it as a student athlete. And that is why I encourage everyone that is able to try to participate in name, image, and likeness while they can capitalize on their student athlete status. Yeah, I agree. I, in my sport communication class, um, going into just like the sport realm of work and you look at all of the like color commentators, all of these announcers for any sport, all of them played the sport in some way, shape or form. They've played the sport professionally in college and it's the sport world is getting more to hiring those who have played it rather than who have studied it. And I think I agree. Student athletes get that extra boost from these NIL deals and working in contracts and content creation and just playing in their sport in general and gaining the knowledge on both sides is super important for setting yourself up for the future and what you want to do. Because a lot of these people are going to go and try and play pro. And if that doesn't work out, they still have a degree and they still have the knowledge of playing in their sport. And that already gives them an extra boost into the work world. And I think that's just so important and not a lot of athletes realize that, but playing your sport gives you an extra foot in the door and it's a blessing. And I think more people just need to take advantage of it and use every aspect of being a student athlete possible. So we're wrapping up here. We're gonna do this segment that I just invented in my head like five seconds ago. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you, a bunch of questions really fast and I want you to answer them really fast. We're going to call it like the quick minute or something. I don't know. Olivia edited a letter. All right. You ready? Yes. What team do you want to work in the NFL for? The Steelers. Who's going to what? Oh my. That's <laughs> All right. Anyway, what team do you think is going to win the World Cup? Um, I don't even know what teams are in the World Cup right now. I haven't even been watching it. Okay. I wasn't expecting that from a soccer player. I'm not going to lie. I, know, <laughs> I, <know. I'm> just, <laughs> I don't have the time for it. I'm being serious when I say I have little time right now. I have. I don't even have time to watch TV. It's crazy. What is your favorite thing to watch on TV? Friends. What's your favorite soda? Sprite. If you could reach out to any company in the world and get an NIL deal, who would you get it from? Ooh. Oh, um... Probably like Lululemon or Nike. Pick one. Lululemon. Very in-style, trendy pick. Okay. So you live in Idaho currently. Yes. Do you love potatoes? I do. I love potatoes so much. What is your favorite form of potato? Uh, mashed potatoes, the way my mom makes it. I was really thinking you were going to say french fries, but I respect it. Those are uh, good too. Mashed potatoes with gravy? Um, Mashed potatoes with, um, you put some sour cream with some cheese and some bacon bits and some garlic salt or garlic powder. Delicious. Okay, last three questions. Okay, what if you had to pitch yourself to a company, what three things would you say about yourself to get them interested in you? Compassionate. I feel like honest is such a basic word, but so um, integrity. I think so compassionate, integrity, and funny. I think I'm funny. Tell me a joke. <laughs> okay. What, what do you call a, a book club that stayed on the same book for years? Um, I, I don't know. Church. <sighs> 
Okay. Take, take, <laughs> take funny out of the description. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I think I'm hilarious, so that's all that matters. Okay. Last question. I want you to give me your 60-second elevator pitch for all the companies and everyone listening. I'm sure there's plenty. Comp- I'm sure Nike's listening right now. Go ahead. I know you're looking for someone who isn't your regular person, someone who is working as a student athlete and has to make their own money and has to pay their own bills and someone who's going to give you the honest truth. I'm that person. And if you ask me to do something, I will give it the best I got. And if I don't know something, I'm going to ask you how to do it and do it 10 times better than what you expected. And I am loyal to every person I've ever known. And if they need me for something, call me and I'll be there as soon as I can. And you will just have the best spokesperson you'll ever meet with honesty and a great smile. Are y'all hearing this? This is off the dome. Oh my God. (laughs) Was that good? That was great. Oh, yes. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. I want you to take the next 30 seconds and plug all your socials. Let everyone know where they can follow you and find you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for having me. This has honestly been so fun. I never thought I would get the opportunity for it. My TikTok is my name, Chelsea Radisha. My Instagram is Chelsea.Radisha. And my Twitter, I think, is Chelsea Radisha underscore or something like that. I don't really use Twitter. Yeah, Chelsea Radisha underscore. Um, Follow me on there and I'll follow you back because I like following people and when people follow me. Obviously, being our first student athlete, we're going to keep up with her. We'll probably have her back on in like a year once her senior season is done and recap on how her you know, and I'll deals have gone, you know, if she's done any crazy ones, you know, we'll, we'll get like episode two with her and get a full recap because she's, you know, our rising star in the NIL world. Oh, yes, I'm trying. And when I get there, I'll make sure you're my manager. How about that? I don't know about that one. <laughs> All right. Well, Olivia, my manager. We'll see. Oh, yeah, she she'd be great. Yeah, she got it. Perfect. Well, thank you for being on the podcast, and thank y'all for listening. Signing out. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the NIL Disclosure. If you'd like to contact us or want to know more, you can email us at thedisclosurepodcast at gmail.com or follow us on social at the NIL Disclosure on Instagram and at NIL Disclosure on Twitter. Thanks for listening and we'll see y'all next time.